Welcome to Tea Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason off this week. I'm Mike and uh, with the head of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry right in front of me, Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, straight from Arizona. What were you doing out west? Spear Education Group. Um, he's a, uh, a dentist that started a huge education group. I have a local one here in Raleigh. Um, but um, they have different courses, and I went out there for facially regenerated aesthetic course. Wow. So it's rebuilding someone's mouth so that it's pleasing to the eye, going by what their facial features are. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, you just keep educating and re-educating yourself. Yeah, I enjoy getting the CEs, um, you know, but I think, uh, you know, I think it's almost an obligation to mm-hmm. my patients to give them the best that I can. And um, as in anything, you know, things change over time and you, you really have to keep yourself up on the latest to, to provide the best for your patients. So Spear Group is one of those that um, that allows me uh, the opportunity to take different types of, of courses. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, even though it's uh, Frank Spear started it, there's, you know, f- Probably eight to ten dentists that that, that uh, do every everything from airway management, talking about airway and how it affects your teeth, and then how your teeth affects your airway, um, and uh, to um, how your teeth come together, which we call occlusion. They have occlusion or courses, don't come together, or don't come together, <laughs> uh, up to facially generated aesthetics. Um, they they have yeah. a little bit of everything out there, and um, it's it's a great place because it never snows. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I would build if I had to build, you know, a place where people would come year round. Uh, that's a great place. Yeah. So, well, I tell you, you've got a great place too. I mean, you've got two offices. Uh, you've been in uh, uh, this is your twentieth year. Can you believe that? Already? I know uh, that makes me feel old, but it's it's been fun. It's gone by really fast. Um, I love you know providing dentist uh, dentistry to to patients and my patients. They become part of our family. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 20 years has, has gone by really fast. I have four active patients um, that I started treating as young adults or actually children that have now are either in dental school or they become dentists. Makes so you feel old. It makes me feel old, but it also you know, gives me joy that I hopefully helped to entertain uh, the, the idea that it was me that made them or, or made them want to go to dental school. Yeah, you know? and your staff's been with you for years and years and years, too. Yes, uh, Carmen. She's been with me going on fourteen years wow. now, and Liz is thirteen. So um, I've had uh, quite a few, um, quite a few. Uh, although I have three offices, you know, my carry office is my oldest, and I would say you know, most of the people that I started with there are still there. Um, you know, I started out now. My mom was my front desk when I first started. <laughs> you know, she was my front desk person. And I was a one-man show for about two or three years. But once I started growing, um, the people that I did bring them to my team have been with me for quite some time. Well, your, so. your front office people, they get a lot of questions. And you get a lot of questions. And this show, we're going to dedicate to answering some of those emails that you get. We're going to read one here. At uh, what age should my young child start brushing their teeth or with my help? Well, it's a good question um, because uh, I always tell parents the sooner you can start something, um, the better. So I even tell you know parents to start brushing their their 
their babies, their young babies' gums early on. They have these little gum um, stimulators that you can put on your finger, and you can actually rub inside the mouth with, with it. Um, mm. It's almost like a cloth. Um, you can actually just go in and start, and you're creating the process and creating that habit of them having something in their mouth going back and forth in that generalized area. Mm-hmm. As the teeth erupt, it's very, very important that you brush your child's teeth. And that can happen any, anywhere from uh, you know three, four months all the way up to a year. You're going to start seeing uh, lots and lots of teeth come in and – um, that's when, of course, we transition our child into what we call hard food. Although, you know, studies show we don't make it hard enough like we should. We tend mm. to mush it up too much because we think they're going to choke. But we we have to clean our child's teeth and get in that habit. So um, start early, continue. And, you know, the question that we get the most, I would say, is when do I just let my child do it by themselves? How do I know they're going to do a good job? Right. Well, they have something called disclosing solution that you can buy and they can rinse with. And what I I make um, or or I suggest is you have your child brush your teeth and then you have them disclose and go back and remove whatever stains because the disclosing solution is going to stain plaque. And that's what you're doing when you're brushing is getting plaque off your teeth. Mm -hmm. So you have them go back and brush the stains and then they learn the trouble spots too, yeah. Trouble spots and how to brush their teeth effectively. So, you know, in the last ten years, I would say uh, the electric toothbrushes yes. really started coming in. And I remember when we had—I don't know if you call it a manual teeth brush or whatever—but you know, you start the gum and then go rotate up. That's right. Is there a method that you do differently? With uh, electronic? Yeah, with the electric, you're going to walk it around. Uh, Most electric um, use vibration and or sonic action, and you don't have to scrub your teeth. But they do um, remove plaque about 10 times better than you can manually. Wow. But you you really just want to walk it around and make sure that it's coming in contact with all the surfaces. But you don't have to scrub. And you don't have a certain particular motion that you have to remember to do, you know, circle, sucker down on the top, circle, sucker up on the bottom. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're walking that electric around, um, you're getting them clean. Now, they do have electric toothbrush for kids. Even Sonicare, which is my favorite uh, type of electric toothbrush, has them for kids. I would highly recommend you start one as soon as you can with your child. Mm-hmm. Wait till they get most of their teeth in. Um, they have the, the dexterity to hold it in their hand. But they do a much more effective job than they would with the manual toothbrush. Okay, well, this is Listener Email Week here on Tea Talk. You're listening to Tea Talk on News Radio 680 WPTF. Welcome back to Tea Talk here on News Radio 680 WPTF. We're back here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann from Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry with offices in Cary and in Garner. And for folks outside of those areas, uh, they may be more uh, used to having well water. One listener is emailing you, and she says, I I live outside the city limits, and I don't have fluoride in my well water. Should I give my child fluoride supplements? Interesting. Yes, very interesting. And, and, you know... um that is a question that I get quite a bit from people because there are quite a few people in this area that are still in well water, even though the, you know, the city uh, is is growing, growing fast as we see among us. But, but uh, the question, uh, the answer to that question is no. 
I would say predominantly. The only time that I would really suggest that is if your child um, is presenting with a lot of decay. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they're going to get fluoride exposure when they go to school and they drink out of the fountains and things like that because all schools are fluoridated. Um, they're going to get it in the toothpaste that they're using. Um, they're going to swallow a little bit of the fluoride. So they're getting uh, some of it. I grew up on well water, okay, myself. Mm-hmm. And um, I have, I shouldn't say this because people are like, oh, you, you know, you, that can't be true. But I have never had a cavity in my life. And I grew up on well water. Wow. And I didn't take fluoride supplements. Okay. Now, some of that's genetic, but a lot of it had to do with diet. You know, um, grew up kind of in this area when it was farmland. And so you didn't, you know, drink a lot of soft drinks and, you know, you, you ate more whole. You didn't eat a lot of uh, stuff that we see. And um, I was never big, uh, was never a big sweet guy. So, you know, what I tell people is, you know, you're taking fluoride to prevent decay, basically. Mm-hmm. You can prevent decay by a good on home, you know, home care, you know, brushing your teeth, flossing, and de- watch what you eat and drink. You know, stay away from sugar, stay away from soft drinks, and mo- more than likely, your teeth will not need fluoride because most toothpaste have fluoride in them. Now, if you're on well water and you uh, are trying to pick a toothpaste, I would pick a toothpaste that did have fluoride in it because you are missing mm-hmm. you know, some of that the, the benefits of fluoride for your child. But pick one that has a fluoride in it. And most toothpaste that, are, that you buy over the counter in a drugstore uh, or the supermarket, they're going to have um, the amount of fluoride that's needed to keep the teeth healthy. You know, we've had uh, several shows about sleep apnea, and uh, you have told me that when you have your exam, you have a 360 view that goes around the head, and then you see that opening in the throat, the airway opening. Uh, We have a question uh, from uh, John. He says, well, actually, it's from Joan. (laughs) I can't read my own writing. Uh, Joan says, my husband is a loud snorer. Uh, how do dental appliances stop his snoring uh, so I can get some sleep? <laughs> it's a problem. That is not the first time I've had that question. You know, one of the things we have to understand about snoring is snoring is a vibration of tissue somewhere. Um, and snoring can come in many forms. But the majority of loud snoring is done when the, the tissue in the back of the throat vibrates as air is coming in. So as we're breathing, that Mm -hmm. tissue is vibrating. And anybody can make the snoring sound, and then they can usually feel it in the back of their throat when they do it. Well, try putting your lower jaw forward, okay, and try to snore. If you bring your lower jaw out and try to snore, you can't do it, okay? Hmm. So that's what these snore appliances do. They're tightening that tissue that's vibrating so that you can't snore. And so... I always tell people if you're a heavy, heavy snore, there's a 95 to 96% chance that you have some form of sleep apnea. The first thing you should do is get tested to make sure you don't have sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. If you don't have sleep apnea, then a simple snoring device that we make moves your lower mandible out, and I've never had anybody that didn't stop snoring from one. Never? Even if they're heavy, heavy, and you can hear them through two to three rooms. Um, they never... I've never delivered one because the ones that I deliver, I can actually move further and further out. We start with the least amount that we, you know that that we have to move someone out, but we can keep moving them out. Um, 
whatever your maximum amount that you can move your lower jaw forward, you know, the sweet spot is usually around 30 to 40% of that maximum. Mm-hmm. Because you got to remember, as we sleep, our lower jaw falls backwards. And that tissue goes backwards as well, which is what's creating that loose tissue. So we don't really have to pull that lower jaw out too much for snoring to stop. All right. So call the office. Call the office. Get a free consult. It's a free consult. Yes, absolutely. 919-462-9338. Very good. We are uh, answering emails this week on Teeth Talk. We have more coming up. This is News Radio 680 WPTF. Welcome back. This is uh, Answer the Email Week here on Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann from Dr. Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry in their 20th year of service uh, with offices in Cary and in Garner. Now, this next question I know a little bit about (laughs) my wife is a patient of Dr. Mann's, and you told her she needed dental implants. All right, so... Here's a question. Uh, Are dental implants as invasive as they sound? They sound painful. I know there's a longer process than people imagine, uh, but uh, this is something that uh, is is one of the more foolproof things you do. Yeah, it's actually the most successful thing we do. And I think when people think of implants in their body, they probably think of hip or knee. Or implants. somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, or somewhere yeah, else. Right. Um, that's, that's all very painful. It's usually a long recovery. But with dental implants, we don't have um, – uh, it's not very painful. Um, and it's a very, very easy process to heal from. Mm-hmm. I always tell people – um, it takes a little bit longer with dental implants to load them um, in most occasions because we have to wait for the bone to actually grow into the dental implant before we start putting weight on it like you would. And the reason for that is our biting pressure is the strongest pressure that we apply to anything in our body. Mm. Um, you know, if you punched your hand down with the same force that you use to chew your food with, you'd break your hand. So when they get you up on your hip, uh, after a hip implant, so they get you up on your feet, excuse me, or a knee implant, the force is very light and it's not anything compared to what your chewing forces are. So we have to wait a little bit longer. So the process itself takes a little bit longer than we'd like. That process is slowly, we're starting to see that time shrink. But as far as pain, there is very, very little pain, if any, with dental implants. I, um, I can't tell you how many patients that we placed them on that, that were just amazed. They come back for their one-week post-op, we call it, or post-operative. And they're like, I really thought I was going to have to take medication, and I didn't take anything. Um, and one of the reasons is you don't have nerves in your bone, so in your mouth. Mm-hmm. All the nerves are in the gum. And right. we take just a little punch of your gum out. So if you have any pain, it's, it's more like a soreness. Um, uh, like if you got a cut or sore in your mouth, that heals up very quickly. Yeah, and and you've educated me about the use of implants, almost like bookends in the mouth where they can stabilize dentures. That's right. If there's anybody out there who has dentures who's not comfortable with them, they they're constantly using adhesive dental implants. As I said, are not painful. And they can take painful dentures that are rubbing sores and turn them into workhorses mm. because you're actually clipping your dentures on the implants and you're not clipping, you're not using your mouth to hold them in place. You're using the implants to hold your dentures in place. What does that do? Well, A, 
if your dentures are creating sores in your mouth, it no longer is touching your mouth. Mm-hmm. And then B, it is allowing you to eat the food you want. You know, most denture wearers who don't have dental implants are choosy about what they eat. Not all, but a lot are because those dentures move around. They don't want them falling out while they eat. So mm-hmm. they stay away from sticky foods. They stay away from really, you know, crunchy, hard foods that right. they have to bite into in their front mouth. With dental implants, you can eat anything you want. With dentures, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about, uh, I can't believe somebody sent this in, uh, but uh, the email says, why are soft drinks so bad for your teeth? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'll, I'll tell a little story about that. I had one one lady who whose son was drinking a lot of soft drinks, and they had um, a significant amount of decay that I treated. And I told her, I was like, you have to stop the soft drinks or else the decay will continue. Yeah. Every time your your little one comes in, he's going cavities. Six months later, he comes in, he has another four or five cavities. And she's like, I don't understand it. She goes, we're not drinking soft drinks anymore. We switched to Sprite. Okay. So... No more Mountain Dew. Just yeah, right. right. No. Right. So I always tell people anything that's fizzy, you want to be careful of unless it's unless it's water. Yeah. Fizz, you know, um, sparkling water. And the reason why is most of it has acid, a high amount of acid, whether it's diet or regular. And if it's not diet, then it has a high amount of sugar. The acid and the sugar, uh, the bacteria that causes decay in your mouth, love that combination. And when it sees it, um, it it basically just goes crazy and starts multiplying, and then that's where your increase in decay comes from. Um, the uh, other thing that really uh, parents of young children have to worry about is juice. Juice does much the same. It has high sugar and mm-hmm. high acid. So we see a lot of kids sip on uh, juice with sippy cups and things like that. I would um, A, I don't like sippy cups because it it keeps your jaw from developing properly if you let your kid – uh, sip on a sippy cup. Mm-hmm. You know, by the age of two, two and a half, you want them drinking out of a regular cup, okay? Because that sucking is restricting and putting that restriction force on the development of their skeletal profile. Mm-hmm. And so I, uh, re- I don't like you know s- sippy cups, but soft drinks in general. Not only are they bad for your teeth, but as the studies are showing. If you have more than two, whether it's diet or regular, in fact, they even say diet's worse, your morbidity rate increases significantly. Hmm. So why so, would diet be worse? Because it um, also tricks your pancreas into thinking that it's sugar oh. because it's even though it's a diet drink, mm-hmm. it's your pancreas still thinks it's sugar. And the acid also turns your blood acidic that it's in these types of of drinks. Mm-hmm. Your body doesn't like acidic blood. It likes neutral or basic blood. Acidic blood creates inflammation. Inflammation creates disease. What about uh, these, uh, the popular, these seltzer drinks? They're uh, okay. They're all right. You know, just be careful with the flavored ones. You want to look in the back and make sure they don't have anything that says acid, citric acid, phosphoric acid, because a lot of times they'll put those and not just for flavoring, but they'll put them in for preservative reasons. Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful. If you see anything like that, you have to you have to be careful about sipping on them all day long. Okay. So, you know, we definitely want water. That's oh, right. But, but, I mean, would a straw be better? There are some studies that show shaw, uh, straws do help. Yeah. Um, but it's still, you still have an increased risk for 
for mm-hmm. uh, decay uh, mm-hmm. if you're drinking soft drinks. Trust the guy with no cavities. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> not to just, say I've never just, had a soft drink in my life. Trust but. him. I can't believe you don't have any fillings in your mouth. All right. Uh, on with uh, another question here because we're, we're answering uh, uh, emails here. Uh, why does dental insurance cover so little as far as the cost associated with dental treatment? Kind of out of your hands, but uh, can you tackle that? Well, I will tell you this. Uh, I don't like to call dental insurance insurance. It's not insurance. It's a benefit mm. is a better word to use. Dental insurance, if you think about it, insurance covers catastrophes. Think about it, your auto insurance, your uh, homeowner's insurance, even your medical insurance now has large deductibles that you have to meet before they're going to come forward and, and help you out. Dental insurance is a benefit. It's a dental benefit. It starts covering before you get to the catastrophe, okay? Mm-hmm. Its big thing is for prevention. You go and get your teeth cleaned two times a year. That's the one thing that we know they'll cover a large percentage of, almost 100% in most insurance um, case um, uh insurance um, benefits Mm -hmm. or insurance plans, I should say. Um, But remember, you have a certain amount of benefit that you can use in a given year. Most are $1,000 to $1,500. And then they're going to stop covering anything after that, and you're responsible for it. Okay? And I always tell people, if you're uh, depending on your dental benefit plan to keep your teeth um, strong and healthy that are breaking down, then once you use your benefits, they're not going to. So I always tell people, if you were on a dental benefit plan and they told you you had $1,500 and you cut your finger off and your dental benef- uh, dental benefit plan was covering that up to 1500 but it cost 8000 to get it put back on, would you pay the additional $7,000 to get your finger put back on? Well, you use your teeth every day to chew with and to communicate with. And it actually also preserves how you look. If you start pulling your teeth, you lose bone. So remember, if you think of dental insurance, think of it as a dental benefit plan. If your employer is covering it, you're lucky because they're giving you a certain amount of money that you can use to keep your keep your teeth the rest of your life. Okay, well, so. we're out of time. Uh, can you give the email address so folks can answer more, uh, you know, send in more questions? Yes, anybody that has a question, they can go to smileman.com and they can either put in Dr. Man, D R M A N N, at smile, and that's M A N N dot com, smileman with two N's dot com. Okay, uh, that's it for Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, uh, Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry, two off- offices uh, at 315 East Chatham Street in Cary, 1310 Fifth Avenue in Garner, right uh, uh, off of Highway 70 in Garner, and you can go to the website, smileman.com. Thank you, Dr. Mann. You've been listening to Teeth Talk on News Radio 680 WPTF.